0: Well, how are you there, Ricky. What are you doing? Oh, hey, I'm just using Podcorn. Podcorn? What's that? Oh, well, it's this great website that connects sponsors and podcasts like me. I used Podcorn to get this very sponsorship. On Podcorn, you can get host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more in one marketplace. And there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly. Click on the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Now let's eat some of that popcorn and listen to the show. Sponsored by Podcorn. From San Diego, California, it's the Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Life. So part of investing is admitting when you have made a mistake. And I have made a mistake recently. Maybe I don't want to get into the details too much, but one of my stock picks was not performing, and as I looked into it more and thought about it, I realized I don't think it will ever recover. And so I sold it. And if you are in a similar boat right now in the month of November or December, it might be a good time to do so. Now, why is that? Well, I'm talking about one thing in particular, taxes. And now when it's late in the year, I'm selling my loss positions and I'm able to claim those losses on my taxes. Now, these are capital losses. So what is a capital loss or a capital gain? But let's first look at what it's contrasted with ordinary income. When you get income from a job, it is taxed at ordinary rates. It's ordinary income. So you look at, you know, the IRS tax brackets. You pick a different bracket depending on your marital status. And as your income goes up and down, your marginal income is taxed at higher rates. Okay, but I want this to be a tax lesson, and it seems like it quickly is turning into one. Capital gains, though, are taxed at special rates, lower rates. At least long-term capital gains are. Short-term capital gains are taxed at regular rates. And the difference between the two is that if you hold your stock for over a year, it will be a long-term capital gain. And less than a year is short-term. But you are limited in the amount of capital loss you can use to reduce your ordinary income. and That number is 3000 a year. Otherwise, your capital losses offset capital gains. And that's what they do first. There's an order to how you use your capital losses. But if you have more capital losses than capital gains, you can use 3000 of that against your ordinary income. And that carries over to the future. So if you don't take advantage of all of it this year, it can bring you benefit next year. And with individuals, it can be carried forward indefinitely. So if you really mess up, I guess you have that going for you. Here at year-end, though, we have a bit of a timing benefit. If you have stocks to sell that have been at a loss, you can do so now, and tax time will come, and you will reap the benefits, which isn't too far away. And alternatively, if you have some winning stocks and want to sell or rebalance, you can sell them in January, and then you don't have to pay tax on it for a whole year. And if you have a stock that you want to sell at a gain, and you have almost held it a year, If you can hold on just a little bit longer and sell it after a year, you'll be taxed at a preferential rate. And so that may be better. Now, capital treatment isn't just for stocks. There's a lot of things in an ordinary person's life that will be capital gains and losses. Although some of the items here are personal items, and if it's a personal item, the loss will be disallowed. So if you sell your personal car for a gain, that would be a capital gain. Likewise, if you sell a house, that would be a capital gain. Now, with a house, there's special rules if it's your personal house and you were living in there. Let's not get into that. More likely than not, though, with a car, you're probably going to sell it for a loss. And if you do sell it for a loss, that loss is disallowed because the car was a personal item. Unless it wasn't, if it was for your business exclusively. You may have a different situation going on. Talk to your accountant. And even stuff like Bitcoin will qualify for capital treatment. So really, there's a ton of stuff. Before you get carried away, though, if you're like a business and you have inventory, that's not a capital good. Inventory sales result in normal income. The point is, though, you can do these strategies with a lot of stuff, not just stock. All right, let's take a quick break. Hey, 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 looking to get a free stock? Well, me and my bear buddies have just the app for you. webear is the investing app for bears by bears. So sign up and get a free stock. Okay, yeah, there is no app called webear The app's called Weeble. Sign up using my link below. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. Everybody gets a stock. Or... Go to my website, www.support.thefrugalife.com. Thanks for helping the show. All right, welcome back. So in the cash flow quadrant, Robert Kiyosaki, oh my goodness, I can never say last names on this show. Let's just say Robert K. Anyways, talks about a thing that differentiates the rich from the poor. He says that they are willing to admit when they are wrong sometimes with stocks i don't like to do that sometimes i say this stock will still turn around and go up and sometimes i have been very wrong one of my biggest losers i've invested in was dry docks it was a greek shipping company it was terrible it went down and down and down and down they went into bankruptcy i lost all my investment and if you invest in individual stocks that are very risky that's what may happen to you sometimes So don't do that, I know from experience. If you're new, stick to indexing. Anyways, let's get back on script. Something to consider, though, is not everything boils down to taxes. I mean, the best strategy to pay the least in taxes is to do nothing at all, to make no money. And of course, that's a terrible strategy because if you don't make any money, you don't have any money. And sure, you don't pay any taxes. But taxes, in many cases, is not the be-all, end-all. What you're doing has to make business sense. So if you do want to get capital gains treatment on a security or a stock you have, but you're worried about it going down before hitting that year mark, you may have to sell now and take ordinary gains, but come out ahead versus waiting till after a year and not even making any money anymore. So I mean, it's better to have that ordinary gain than end up having a capital loss. At the same time, though, if you're investing in such speculative assets that can move up and down so quickly, and you're taking these short-term positions or relatively short-term positions, you might not be investing in the right stuff. Well, if you've made it this far into the episode, you may want to know, what's that stock that I picked that did so badly? And really, it wasn't a stock per se, it was a leveraged ETN, electronically traded note. So unlike an ETF, which is an electronically traded fund, there are underlying assets that are owned by the fund. With an ETN, it follows an underlying asset, but the fund, or the, uh, I shouldn't say fund, but the owners of the note don't actually own that item. The ETN is basically just debt, and they're treating it as if they had that, which can be a little problematic because there is some default risk, and if they do default, there's nothing backing the ETN, but also it was a leveraged ETN. And the problem with leverage is that leverage costs money. So even though I thought the underlying asset was going to do well in the future, it may have taken so long to get there that the leverage fees would have eliminated all of my gain, that I would never be able to catch up with the gains in value of the underlying. And specifically, it was oil, and specifically 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 uh, it was gush so to my friends who invested in gush and sold it congratulations to those who didn't um that's part of the game (laughs) when you guess something is going up you also have to guess when it's going back down again and you have to sell when it's high so you have to guess twice and unfortunately i didn't do that but that's okay i didn't invest all that much so it wasn't that expensive of a lesson for me Anyways, I'd love to hear some of your stories on investing. Feel free to reach out to me or record directly on the podcast itself. Just go to anchor.fm slash thefruglife, and there's a place where you can record a message to me that I may feature on the show. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And as always, stay frugal. Oh, and as always, this show is not investment advice. Please talk to a, I don't know, professional or something. Because this show is an investment advice.